I'm speaking this morning in the fifth part of our series on knowing God. Knowing God. In our declaration, we say, Heavenly Father, let me know you. Let me know you. So we are talking about knowing God to start the year, and this is part five. Last week, we examined in part four, let there be light from day one of creation. Today, we move on to day number two, and our subtitle is Let There Be a Firmament. Let's say it together. Let there be a firmament. One more time. Let there be a firmament. Our scripture is from Genesis chapter 1, verse 6 to 10. Genesis chapter 1, verse 6 to verse 10. I like the way you read the Bible verse together with Delphina earlier. So let's read it all together. One go. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. The word firmament may not appear in your daily or regular usage, but it's from the Hebrew word rekia. Rekia could mean compact. It could mean heavens. It could mean sky, celestial sphere, or the sheer expanse or a vault over the earth. Note these words because they are all relatable in due course. The Greek word for firmament is stereoma, which means foundation or framework. Foundation or framework. So firmament is from the root word which means to make firm or stable, to support or to hold something. To make firm or stable, to support or hold something. So why did God make a firmament? God created a space an expanse, an atmosphere between what the Bible calls the waters above and the waters below. To help us understand the sequence of creation and why the firmament was important, let's do a bit of recap going back to Genesis chapter 1 and working our way all the way to verse 10 where we are now. 
day one and two of creation. So in Genesis chapter one, Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So God did not start in the beginning because God was before the beginning. So God is the uncreated one. Everything you and I can see was created, but God is the uncreated creator. So the beginning of Genesis is an, is an account of God introducing himself to us. Now when somebody is introduced to you, the very first things that are said about the person frame your thoughts about that person. So when the Bible says, in the beginning God created, you pause and say, God deliberately introduced himself to us as a creator and a worker. Let's say it together. A creator and a worker. One more time. A creator and a worker. So if we are created in the image of God, you are also second service. You are also a creator and a worker. I believe that God did that to deliberately show us his priority. That work is a very important element in his scheme of things. If our God is a worker, in our God here, we cannot afford to stay idle and not work. He has created us in his image to create and work and bear things. So God makes things happen. He's also able to take a chaotic situation and bring order. And that is God's priority. In verse 2 of Genesis, the Bible says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Last week we learned that that means that the earth was in a state of chaos, formlessness, emptiness, and darkness. We also learned that the Spirit of God can be in a place, hovering over a place, and yet still there can be chaos and disorder in that place. You can be born again, spirit-filled, and yet still have disorder and chaos in your life and that is the story of many of us our families our finances our businesses our nations our continent god is moving so mightily and yet we are not catching up well enough in the space of productivity or being creators and workers but in our god here chaos and disorder shall live our lives in jesus name amen Talking about chaos, chaos is natural. Chaos is natural and chaos is a constant threat. Every part of your life is naturally and automatically prone to chaos. Chaos thrives in darkness. Disorder thrives in darkness. The darker a place is, the more prone it is to promote wrongdoing 
both physically and figuratively. That is why more evil is done at night than in the daytime. Physical darkness promotes disorder and chaos. Spiritual darkness too promotes disorder and chaos. So chaos thrives in darkness. Apart from being natural, chaos is also self-perpetuating. That means that a chaotic situation does not automatically correct itself. Let me challenge those who are dealing with some disorder in your finances. You are spending more than you are earning and you are telling yourself it will sort itself out. It doesn't happen. Chaos is self-perpetuating. It doesn't need your help. It will continue. Anything you leave unattended will degenerate into chaos and disorder. If you leave, you are in the transport business. If you leave your brand new, what is the most coveted car in the system now? So let's say a V8, brand new V8. If you leave it unattended for one year and you come back, what will happen? It will be gone. When you say gone, what does it mean? It would have deteriorated. The tires will be flat. The car will be full of cobwebs. There will be animals in it. That the animals will have their children and their grandchildren. There will be, it will be rusted. You won't believe it is the same car. If you locked up this auditorium and left it for one year, what you come and meet, you will be absolutely shocked. Because chaos is self perpetuating and it's natural you didn't do anything wrong but just leaving it unattended will degenerate so when you leave critical parts of your life without attention they will go backwards instead of going forward to make matters worse the third aspect of chaos or disorder is that it progressively gets worse not only will it continue it will actually get worse if you leave your marriage unattended it will get worse if you leave your finances unattended it will get worse if you leave your ministry unattended it will not just self-betrayed it will actually get worse if i owe your bank and i i have not paid and i don't make any effort by, by next year the amount i owe will be, will be more how much is the rust? Is it recoverable? That is the light of God's word. Illumination. That is why I don't believe those who say, when you tell them they need Christ, they say, you know what? I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Let me go and sort myself out and then I'll come to Jesus. You can't. If you could, you won't be there. It is the light of God that shines in the darkness of your life and shows you how you really are and allows you to lift yourself up and do something about it throw light into your life in this god year for everything you don't like allow the light of god to come into your situation and you will see yourself as you really are and see yourself in the light of god's word and be inspired to dispel every darkness in every disorder this year may darkness live your life may disorder live your life 
May darkness leave your life. May darkness leave your business. May disorder leave your family. May disorder leave your home. And may the light of Christ shine. Hallelujah. The first step in dispelling order is illumination. It is clarity. You say, ah, so what have I been doing all along? Have you ever said that before? All of us. And, and, and you look at yourself and you're like, ah, help me. So you ask a friend, so what was wrong with me? The Bible says in Luke that the prodigal son came to himself. He himself, he came to himself as if like, like you are myself and I, and I walk to you. I've come to myself. He came. To, so where was he before? He was outside himself. He was beside himself. Sometimes we live our, self, our lives outside our true self. And so when the light of God comes and brings clarity, you ask yourself, hey, Bayo, Jerry, what have I been doing all along? And you look so funny and silly to yourself. You're like, you know what? There is no excuse for what I was doing to myself. And yet you were doing it. May the light of Christ shine in your life this year. I say, may the light shine in your life this year. Sometimes when the light comes, you know there was darkness. You know what God's word says. And you know there is chaos. The light has come. You can see the mess all around you. But the, the mess, the chaos is so strong that even though you have the light, you are still not able to do something about the situation. That, my friends... Is where the firmament comes in. So step number one, God brought the light. Step number two, God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. To divide the waters from the waters. What does it mean? It means that our lives are full of resources people, opportunities, talents, assets, all of them meant to serve us. However, if you lump them all together, you are unable to tell what is an apostolic visit and what is entertainment. So, Jacob said, oh, God was here and I didn't know. Yes, because when you don't have structure in your life, the greatest moment of your life can come and you will not even know that God is doing something. So when Bible says, and God created a firmament to separate the waters above from the waters below, it is about God putting structure so you know these are spiritual things. These are financial matters. These are relational matters. These are physical fitness. These are social things. How can you have the clouds at the same place, the planets at the same place, the sea at the same place, the rivers at the same place, and the land at the same place? It will be chaos. Everything you need is there, but your life is totally chaotic. So the first thing, the second thing that God does after the light is to bring a firmament, structures. There must be waters above, planets, the system, the sun, the moon, the stars. And then there also must be the waters below. So that there's structure in your life. There's understanding of what is above 
and what is beneath. And your life becomes more orderly. In this year, may God give you a sense of differentiation. A sense of differentiation. May you understand what is spiritual and understand what is physical. May you understand what belongs to God and what belongs to man. It is so important. We have control over the atmosphere we create around ourselves. When you have an understanding of the structure of your life, then you begin to control where you allocate your time, what you focus on as a person, and what you know will give you an advantage. And in this year, may you make the right choices. I said, may you make the right choices. In Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, it says, I call heaven as a witness today against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. The Bible gave you an exam, true or false. It says, choose true. It gave you the question and gave you the answer. It says, at this junction, there are two choices. Right is life, left is death. Right is blessing, left is cursing. So write the exam. Then after the examiner gives you the exam, he says, by the way, the answer is right. Tell somebody, eyes right. If you didn't match during six match, you won't understand eyes right. Tell the next person, eyes right. We need a new light. A new understanding of God. A new understanding of God's word. We need to make the right choices. We need to create the right atmosphere around ourselves. I was having a conversation with him this week and we're saying that it is important to draw close to people who have the same sense of vision and moving in the same direction as you. It is very difficult to surround yourself with people who believe that life is about gambling and then suddenly build a structured, progressive, orderly life. The philosophy you surround yourself with will produce itself in your life. After all, the problems of the prodigal son began with the wrong company. As long as he was in the right place, he was fine. Check your company. Check whose counsel you listen to. Check who you trust in. Check whose word you believe. And may God give you a new light. Sometimes the wrong thoughts, thought patterns may even come from the church. Sometimes you watch certain church services or Christian programming on television and you ask yourself, is this about Christ? Is this about lifting up Jesus? Because all they promote is fear. All they promote is dependency. All they promote is self-doubt. So after watching it, you are more afraid than before. Listen. Anything that is preached in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ must empower you. It must strengthen you. It must give you hope for the future. It must give you confidence that God is at work in your life. That is why I can boldly stand here and declare that the version of your life in 2025 will be better than the version in 2024. Why? Because you are receiving God's word every day.
it is bringing illumination it is bringing differentiation that is the power of God's word in this church we don't believe in one superman or one superwoman and all the rest are followers that is why we released 115 leaders for church ministries last month we will continue to discover new leaders empower them and then bring in more people and raise more leaders because this church is all about raising leaders shaping vision and influencing society through christ if you're excited about that why don't you put your hands together for the lord so god's first approach is illumination second approach is differentiation now after you have done the differentiation and put the structures in place you still must be productive but there are things in your life that are meant for one side and things that are meant for another side and they are all mixed together and so the third principle that God applied was separation let's all say separation one more time separation beyond differentiation you must now begin to apply separation where do I position myself to be productive and I've touched a bit on it already in Genesis chapter 1 verse 9 and 10 we see separation at work then God said let the waters under the heavens the place where man will eventually reside let the waters be gathered together into one place the waters have a use for man but if the waters reside with man together at the same place they will drown him so let the waters be on one side now when the waters are moved to one side the dry land will be gathered together and the dry land will appear the dry land will appear and be gathered together and it's called the earth so the waters are gathered it's called the sea you go to the sea for recreation when you go on a cruise you go to the sea for fishing you go to the sea for scuba diving when you finish you come back on earth because that's where you reside but the moment the seas are separated and guarded, the dry land appears. Now you can plant corn, you can plant cassava, and you can be fruitful in the land. <clears throat> Separation is compartmentalizing things in the place where they must be so your life can be more fruitful. For many of us, we will admit that we see glimpses of what we can become but things are a bit too mixed up you are unable to discern the levels of relationships the levels of resources and the best use of your time what you must stay away from completely and what you must gravitate towards you are not able to discern and say this year i need a mentor this year i need a coach this year i need to read more this year i need to travel to be exposed more into best practice that my friends is separation when you set the waters in one place and gather them the waters become more beneficial for you in this god year may something that has been a threat to you 
by virtue of separation and reconfiguration become even more beneficial to you. As you separate the waters to one place and the dry land appears, may it also be more fruitful for you. May this be a more fruitful, a more progressive, a more beneficial year for you. What was meant to give you value will not turn around and kill you. And that can only happen when there is separation. So really, what we've been saying so far is that the reason God created you in his image is so that what he did in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, you continue it on a daily basis today. So when you see chaos, you don't let somebody frighten you and intimidate you and make you dependent on them and what they see. You go into God's word and once you throw God's word, God's light into the situation, you see yourself exactly as you are. Then from there, you begin to put structure, differentiation, put things at the right place and then finally, you separate things to one side and separate things to the other side and begin to be fruitful. That, my friends, is the mandate from day one and day two of creation. Next week, we'll go to day three and explain some very exciting things. But before I close, let me leave you with three things to chew on. What is the test of a good atmosphere? When we create the firmament, the atmosphere around us, how can we tell that it is good? Number one, it must promote order and dispel chaos. The atmosphere you create around yourself must promote order and dispel chaos. What you watch, what you listen to, the company you keep, what you read, where you go, what you do, must all create an atmosphere of order. When you spend more time in the right atmosphere, it produces productivity in your life. Tell somebody, take charge. Tell the person, take charge. Order and the dispelling of chaos. Number two, it must reflect God's glory and his handiwork. The atmosphere around you must reflect God's glory and God's work. In Psalm 19 verse 1, Bible says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament, the atmosphere, the expanse, the framework, the foundation, the support, it shows his handiwork. People must look at your life this year and say God is at work. People must look at you in your office this, this year and say God is good. Somebody must watch you in the banking hall and say you are different. God is able. Somebody must watch you handling your craft, dealing with people, your compassion in dealing with people and say God is, God is real. Something about your life must reflect the works of the Lord. When people see your life and the atmosphere around you, it must assure them that God is real and God is good. And finally, when they see God's work 
or God at work in your life, there is only one outcome. They will give praise to God. I say they will give praise to God. Somebody must look at you and just because of you, lift up their voice and praise God. It is a beautiful thing. Bible says in Psalm 150 verse 1 that we read, it says, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. King James says, in the firmament of his power. That means that the atmosphere around you must reflect the power of God and make people praise God. People can only praise God if you yourself are praising God. People can only praise God if your heart is full of praise to God for what he has done with your life. In this year, may the atmosphere, may the firmament, may the space around you give praise and honor to God. Hallelujah. Let me end by saying that as you come into the service every week, as you come through the series about knowing God, as you listen to God's creation mandate and allow God's work to work in your life, I am very confident that there will be an increase in the illumination in your life. There will be an increase in the clarity about what to do and where to go. Secondly, God will guide you to be able to differentiate and to spot supernatural interventions that may look like ordinary things in your life. God will help you to push structure in your life, your relationships, your marriage, your finances, your business, your work. God will help you to push structure to it. And then finally, God will help you to separate yourself from things that are unproductive and also even separate the same things he has given you to know when to use what to ultimately have a very productive year in our God year in Jesus' mighty name. And somebody said, Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord?